Welcome to episode number 85 of the Barbell Lifestyle Podcast, where Christina and I discuss how to find a better work from home and fitness balance in your life. If you're like us and you work from home and you struggle with work-life boundaries, movement, and reaching your fitness goals in general, this one's for you. And it comes from the heart because we truly get it. As always, if you like the podcast and you want to support it, all we ask is that you share this episode with a friend, family member, or coworker who would benefit from it. One share can go a really long way and supports our mission to help as many people as possible to live a healthier, sustainable lifestyle. Finally, we would love you even more than we already do if you took the time to leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Ratings and reviews are how this podcast moves up the ranks and becomes accessible to even more people. Thanks again for listening, and we hope you enjoyed this episode number 85, Work From Home and Your Fitness Goals. Hi guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Barbell Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Christina Lynn, and I'm here with my co-host, Marissa Roy. And in today's episode, we're going to be chatting all about working from home. Yes. And I'm really excited for this because I live it <laughs> and you live it. Me too. <laughs> and we struggle with these things literally every day. And so, um, yeah, it's just so super, super relatable. And I'm really excited to talk about how we've troubleshot. Is that, is that a word? Is that like past tense? I'm not sure. I don't think I've ever heard anyone say that. (laughs) We have troubleshot these things, uh, (laughs) troubleshooted these things, um, ourselves and for our clients. And uh, yeah, I'm excited to see how all of that progresses through the conversation. So yeah, we kind of just compiled a list of all the crap that we deal with as work from home people. And I'm sure teleworkers will understand these struggles, uh, but we were kind of just going to probably go through the list and talk about each one as we go. Yeah. And I think it's good because we do have experienced that uh, way, way more. And I think a lot more people have since 2020. Um, So I'm sure a lot more people are experiencing this than they have in the past. Yeah. I always felt like when everything happened in 2020, I was like, I got this down guys, because I've been doing this since 2016. And, uh, but it really wasn't, um, I I feel like just the overall culture of work from home and the problems that arose from it was like really something that just came to life in 2020 and 2021. So, um, but yeah, so the first one we were going to talk about was something that I literally almost had to do today, which is <laughs> not getting up from your desk from the time you start work to the time you finish. Um, thankfully, Christina had to put her baby down and uh, that took some time. So she was like, we could just start in like 30 minutes. And I was like, great, I'm going outside. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's really easy to get caught like on back-to-back meetings and especially just really, really busy days and times of the year. And like the beginning of the month is always a little bit busier for myself and my company. Um, and so it's really, really hard to like really get myself out of the house unless I've got like my workouts planned and scheduled or something like that. And so I basically just took the unexpected opportunity that I had today. Cause I think otherwise I literally would have been in this chair for what would that be? Eight to seven, 11 hours. <laughs> yeah. So I had something similar today as well. So I have, I usually do not start my work day 
um, at least taking calls until about nine. That way I can still do some stuff in the morning and get what it, like what I need to get done and then start my work day at nine. And this morning, um, because we are opening up enrollment, we have, uh, more client calls than normal. I've extended my workday a little bit. So I had a client call actually at seven in the morning. So, um, I was like, well, if I don't do anything before seven o'clock, I'm not going to go out because it's so freaking hot out in the middle of the day. And I'm like, I'm not doing that. I'm not taking the baby. I'm not taking my dog at that time. Um, so I was like, well, I have to get out of the house by six in the morning. Otherwise I'm not going on a walk and I'm not getting in my movement. So I woke up early and got that done. So I could take the call at seven and not have to worry about it or have it looming over my head. So that is what I have started to do because I am the same way. Otherwise I will literally sit at my desk because there's always work to do. There's always something you can do on your computer. So like for me, like I will literally work up until my husband goes home or if I have some other things to finish up. So I have to do what I need to get done in the morning. Otherwise I won't move from my desk. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, what was, what was I going to say? Oh, I lost my train of thought, but I literally was planning on going to the gym at like six in the morning today. And this will lead me into another work from home issue, which was the reason that I didn't do that, um, is really trying to find the balance between like relaxation time after work and winding down and also getting to bed on time while doing that. And then if I'm able to get to bed on time, then waking up earlier to do stuff like that. Um, so for myself today, I kind of pigeonholed myself into this situation because, um, I was going to wake up early to go to the gym. And then we stayed up too late watching TV because I didn't finish work until a particular time. And it just drags out later and later and later. So, um, you know, what I would say is try to block in scheduled times that you can go on walks and get out from the house, um, throughout your work from home day, especially, um, you know, busier times, longer times. Um, but then there's just that whole cycle that really perpetuates itself, um, with screen time, staying up late, really not having, boundaries after work that bleeds into the evening and then make sure evening go longer and then really struggling with um kind of getting to sleep on time and being able to have a productive morning so that's something that I have been really trying to rework lately um and really reprioritize and I'm not successful 100% of the time like last night was a perfect example of that so I woke up at I think it was 7 30 and I was like, well, got to get going, but I prioritized sleep so I could like manage through this day. <laughs> yeah. And another thing that I hear from clients who work from home is struggling, the same thing, struggling with the schedule and struggling with finding that balance. And like you mentioned, and so I have one client in particular that I'm thinking of who works really, really long hours Monday through Friday. And they say, you know, once I get off work, I'm exhausted. I don't want to do anything. I don't have time for a workout. I literally just want to relax and go to bed because I've, even though I'm just sitting at my desk, like I'm so tired, like mentally tired. And then on the weekends, 
I don't want to do anything because I just want to rest and recover to get ready for the work day, uh, their work week on Monday. So they feel like they have no time to really work out. So I've definitely heard that as a struggle as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's, it's really difficult. And, you know, I, we can sit here and be like, just make the time, just prioritize it and just make the decision. And sometimes, yeah, that's the answer. But like other times it's like, there's all these other things that we have to take into consideration when it comes to building a lifestyle around work from home, that's productive and healthy for you. Um, and yeah, you just touched on a lot of the reasons why that's not always exactly the case. Um, Mm -hmm. so yeah, that's hard. And, and, you know, I think I'm talking about some of these things and, you know, I, I want you guys to know, I don't have it all figured out. Um, and I probably struggle almost just as much as some people with a lot of these, the boundaries in particular, um, and a lot of these issues because, uh, you know, Christina and I, we love what we do and Mm -hmm. we want to work and we want to work later. We want to do more. Um, and so it's very easy for us to say, well, I'll just extend my calendar or I'll just, open up more time this day, um, and prioritize work, work, work. Um, and it's, you know, sometimes I will, these, these are the moments when I'm reflecting on the struggles that we have with this lifestyle that I'll have a fleeting moment of almost wishing that I punched a clock and didn't Mm -hmm. really care about what I did because for those people, maybe they're not fulfilled with the work that they do, but they can easily compartmentalize and put it away. Right they leave work or they turn their laptop off and they're done and they don't even think about it for the next however many hours. Um, and it's something that I do envy. Um, and it's a difference between whether it's going to the office and staying at home or just the nature of your job. So, um, I think that adds another layer to, you know, what makes it so hard for us. And, you know, we are right in there with you guys for a lot of these things. And, you know, we're speaking from our experience of what has worked for us, but also, you know, we are still, we're still struggling through it sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And the other thing that I struggle with, like you mentioned before is again, that work-life balance because, and and mine is a little bit difficult because my work days are a lot harder now because the amount of time I have to work is much smaller because when Colton's awake, it's very hard to actually sit down and do anything, especially like record a podcast. (laughs) Um, so the issue I run into is because I have less time during the day. I feel like I am literally working. Like I could literally work up until bed and I'm still trying to get the same amount of work done. I was doing before. So I run into the issue of my husband coming home and me not getting off my computer or my phone. And so really not spending any quality time. And then all of a sudden it's bedtime and we do the same thing over again. So I, I don't want to say I get in trouble, but (laughs) I, um, my husband really, really does not like when I'm on my phone, like up until we go to bed, which is sometimes the case now, especially when I have times where work is a lot heavier. Um, and there are ebbs and flows of course, but that is something that I definitely struggle with and have been struggling with for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Same here. Um, maybe not in trouble, but, uh, yeah. I've been called out. I've been called out <laughs> yes. for this a couple of times. And so, yeah, you know, we're not perfect and we're working on it. And I think even just recording this episode is like accountability to ourselves mm-hmm. to like really take that next step with certain things. Um, but yeah, do we want to, um, jump into the next item on the list? 
Yeah. So I think that kind of ties right into like not making time to even eat or work out for yourself. I mean, we've already talked about working out, but like, I will hear a lot of women who will say that like, it's the end of the night, they sign off work and they realize that they've just been snacking all day, but haven't really taken time to really eat or drink any water. Yeah. I, uh, I think in terms of eating, I've been better about this lately. Um, and it's been really, really nice. Like literally with the exception of today where I didn't have lunch until like two or three, normally I'm very, very good about taking whatever window I have in the middle of the day and like making sure that I make that my lunch break and also making sure that I'm not at my desk when I'm eating. Um, and actually being out like in the kitchen or in a different room and just like creating a separation for like 20, 30 minutes, um, makes a huge difference. Um, and usually when we're talking about not making time to eat, we're talking about, um, breakfast and lunch because dinner, like most people eat dinner. And most of the time, what I hear is I skip breakfast or I eat something light, or I just have coffee and then I skip lunch or I just snack all day. And then I'm like ravenous by dinner. And this is where we, we talk about a lot of people tend to overeat and not reach their goals because they're under eating throughout the day. And so um, just really being intentional with either if you have to put it on your calendar and like block off the time and be like, this is my lunch break. Nobody bother me during this time. Or um, just making sure that you have a regular time um, each day to do something like this is really, really critical um, to not only, you know, just living a healthier lifestyle and more balanced lifestyle, but reaching your fitness goals. Like if you don't eat in the middle of the day, by the time you finish work, you are going to be 50 times more likely to binge on whatever's in the pantry or the fridge at that point. Yeah. I've also heard, um, from clients where it's also like at the end of the day, they either, like you said, they're either starving or they're too exhausted to even cook. So they order out a lot of food, um, or I guess order in a lot of food because they just don't like, it's just one less thing for them to have to think about. Um, so one of the ways that I combat, and I'm, I'm very guilty of this too, especially with, with, uh, my son, like just again, so weird to say, um, <laughs> but, um, like sometimes I find myself not eating till like, you know, noon and that's my first meal of the day. So trying to have certain like non-negotiables before I even sit down and touch my computer. Um, and I know that can be more difficult for people who have to be on at a certain time versus, you know, us, uh, if we're able to just kind of set our own schedule, depending on our call calendar and things like that. Um, but one of the things that I am being way more intentional of is meal prepping. Um, so I'm not doing my fancy meal prep where I'd make like all of these, like, you know, breakfast, lunch, and, uh, snacks and stuff for myself and my husband, I am just doing like prepped protein. And that has helped me so, so, so much because I feel like it takes me a couple minutes to make a meal. And it's funny because I feel like, um, when people think, oh, you're working from home, like you can just go into your kitchen and like make this gourmet meal for yourself. And you're like, no, I don't have the time. Um, so I have done things like, again, the, the bulk protein. And then I have done the uncle Ben's like 30 or like 90 second rice, like yeah. just things that just takes two seconds to make. I can throw a meal together, eat it and not have it take up a huge part of my day. Yeah. We do exactly the same thing. Um, I am blessed and l lucky enough to say that I 
have not had to touch making protein since we moved because Aaron got a grill and he loves grilling. So he preps a lot of our protein now and I'm very lucky with that because I'll just literally buy bags of lettuce, cheese, vegetables, carb sources that are easy. And like you said, just lean prepped proteins are the key. And you can build anything around that because everything else is so easy at that point, but it's the protein that's really a struggle. And sometimes if we don't have that, I'll rely on like, I'll make like a wrap with like deli meat and then whatever carb source veggies. And like, that's like last case scenario. Cause obviously I don't want to be just living off of deli meat and sliced <laughs> turkey and ham, but it's good protein. It's lean. And, um, it's a good option if there's just nothing prepped, but yeah, like just keeping it really, really simple with the meal prep makes it really easy to squeeze in that like 15, 20 minute lunch break, um, and separating that time. And then the other thing that I will say is like with working out, um, one thing that's been a really big game changer for me is just like having everything scheduled ahead of time and knowing what I'm going to do or just having it done for you. And so, um, you know, the, you can apply this to our clients to where they know exactly what their workouts are. As soon as they walk in the gym, you know, they open their app and they have everything at the palm of their fingertips, right? Or the, the you know what I'm oh, saying? Palm of their hand. <laughs> in the palm of their hand. <laughs> um, for myself, um, since I've been going to CrossFit and actually I've been like upping my frequency lately, I'm actually going four or five times a week now. Hmm. Um, because it's kind of been like a savior in terms of, uh, being able to end my work day. So I've actually been registering for a lot of like the 6 30 PM classes where I have to leave by six, which means I have to be done working by five 30 and it kind of caps off my day. Um, and I don't do that every time. Sometimes I do midday. Um, but it, it really does kind of just create the space for me to have a transition between I'm working and then I'm off. And that's actually been very, very helpful. So I really do enjoy the days that I do go to classes on in the evenings. But what I will say is like, if I didn't plan that ahead of time, I, I probably wouldn't end up going. Like I probably just work and work and work until like the opportunity had passed. Um, so what I do is every Sunday, I look at my call schedule. I look at my calendar and I look at the class calendar and I register for you know, three, four, five classes, depending on what that week looks like. And I block those times off in the respective, like driving times outside of that off in my call calendar. So I don't get booked during those times and it's non-negotiable and I have to show up and no one's booking anything in my gym time. And that's something that I think in the process of like going through the burnout and everything that we've talked about with a lot of the personal updates the past couple of months, um, having those non-negotiables and like creating those boundaries around my time. I think a lot of people think they just need more time to work. And I've always felt that way. Like I could work all day. I just need more time, but something that's been really helpful, um, lately is creating constraints on my time. And it actually forces me to be more productive than I think I can be. I'll get more done in a shorter period of time. And that's actually very, very helpful because then I, I was, I'm able to accomplish, you know, the same amount or more on my list, Pl unplug for the day, get to my class, go have a great workout, not have to think about it and then come home and I'm able to be off like completely off. So that's something I actually feel like I have been doing very well lately. That was not always the case. Yeah. I think that's really good to, to like, to have that 
let me rephrase what I'm trying to say. Um, so as a, like, (laughs) as a former high school counselor, um, that was actually something that had been researched is that students who are participating in like extracurricular activities, whether it's like band or sports, um, they have more to do on their schedule, but because of that, they become more efficient with their time and they become really good at um, prioritizing and managing their, their schedule and their time. Um, so it, I think that that correlates to you know, us as adults is just being like, okay, I have this constraint. So therefore like I need to turn off my phone. I can't be on Instagram. Like I can't dilly dally. I always feel like an old lady when I use that term, but like, you know, you can't just sit there and like do nothing for five or 10 minutes. Like you have to just be really efficient with your time in order to be able to get done everything you want to get done. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, so that kind of, I feel like being able to like to prioritize. Like, I think that sometimes what happens is like you mentioned before being on back-to-back Zoom meetings, sometimes it's, it's really hard when like literally like it ends and then another one begins and you have no time to do anything. Um, but something, yeah, (laughs) one of the things that I do recommend to, um, my clients who work from home is like trying to find some ways throughout the days. Like, obviously you have to get up from your desk at some point to go to the bathroom or get water or something. I always talk about like taking the long way to get there. <laughs> like, uh, we have three bathrooms in our house. And so if I'm like, if I were to go to the bathroom, I'd go from like the furthest one in my house just to like get some extra steps. Or if I go, um, to get some water, I might take like the long way to get there. So just small little things like that. Um, they also have step treadmills, which is really awesome. Like, or like working treadmills where you can set up, um, a little, um, flat thing on your computer. It's, I mean, it's, I, uh, personally don't really like those because I feel like certain times I had to be like very meticulous with what I'm doing with my hands. Um, but that's an option. They also have little step things that you can put under your desk. Um, and then they also have bikes that you can cycle on. And then I have a fold up spin bike that back in 2020, when I was in prep and doing lots of cardio every day, um, it just, I could, I was like, wow, this is awesome. Like we're on this zoom meeting and I'm just going to hop on my bike and bang out an hour of cardio while I'm on this like webinar or whatever it might be. So, um, I actually incorporated that. I know that's not always possible. Like if you're in a very serious meeting, you can just be like in your workout clothes on a spin bike. So I I totally understand that. Or if you're like on a one-on-one call, um, but maybe look to see if there's any way that you could do that. Like if you're in a webinar, um, if you don't have to have your screen on, if that's something that you can do to kind of, um, still pay attention, but also be doing something productive. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I got a sit to stand adjustable desk Mm -hmm. when we moved and even though I'm not walking on a treadmill while I'm doing the sit to stand, um, it is still really, really helpful. Um, I have a couple calls later and I'm, I'm going to stand for the rest of the day after this, because like we said, like we're just sitting all day. It leads to tight hips. It can lead to low back pain. It can lead to just overall muscular imbalances if we're just like constantly, constantly sitting. And so the whole theme that we want to get across here is try to find excuses to move as much as possible um, try to find excuses to get outside as much as possible. Um, but at the very least, like just find ways to not be in one position for hours and hours and hours and hours on end. Um, so those sit to stand desks are super, super popular now for that reason. Um, I think the initial craze about standing desks like came about 
And they were like, you can burn more calories per day by just standing instead of sitting. And everyone's like, oh my God, it's fat loss magic. And then they were, did a study on it and they were like, oh, never mind. It's like a marginal, like 50 calorie per day difference. Like it's nothing. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then there was research that was like, actually, it could be worse for you if you stand all day. And then they were like, okay, great. Let's meet in the middle. You should stand sometimes and sit sometimes. And I was like, great. That sounds really reasonable. Like what it should have been to begin with. But, um, <laughs> but, uh, I think that, you know, don't take this as walk literally all day with a treadmill under your desk while you're yes. working, but, yeah. you know, utilize excuses when you can to move your body more. Um, and yeah, especially when it's like, maybe you don't have the time to work out. Maybe it's just like a 12 hour day or something. And you need to conserve your energy for that. Maybe you're not going to be able to schedule a workout out workout in that day. That's okay. But like, can we go on a walk? Can we spend a little time outside? Can we, you know, start our day with movement or stretching or some time in the sunlight to set you off onto the right foot so mm -hmm. that you're overall just feeling better throughout the day. So, yeah. Yeah. Another thing you can do is like a little yoga ball or something and then replace your chair. And it's just something to, to get a little bit of movement. in. so just like small little things that you can do throughout the day. But I, I think that's a really good reminder to like, not stay in the same position all day. Cause definitely the tight, tight hips and low back pain. Cause that can also correlate to like how you're feeling during squats and deadlifts and things like that. Um, yeah. so the other thing too, we talked about, like, it is super easy to just work up into the evening, literally by the time you need to close your eyes and go to bed. So I have a lot of clients who struggle with sleep because their sleep habits are not the best. Um, because if you're on your computer, if you're on your phone up until bed, you're exposing yourself to blue light, which is signaling to your brain that it is still daylight and you should be awake. Um, so it can affect the quality of your sleep as well. So sometimes people are like, oh, I fall asleep super quickly, but that may be affecting the quality of your sleep. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, I think a lot of times people take, like, oh, I fall asleep right away. As soon as my head hits the pillow as like, I'm fine. I don't need help with my yeah. sleep. But like a lot of times you have to ask yourself the question, like, am I waking up feeling well rested? Like, do I actually feel like I could wake up and not necessarily need caffeine? Like most people probably would say no. Do you find it easy to get out of bed in the morning or hard? Like, are you like struggling on your like third alarm, like to get out of bed? Or are you kind of getting up just easily after the first alarm? Or are you even using an alarm? Um, I think those are all things to consider. Just the restfulness of your sleep. Um, it's really not, um, I don't know. I think it's just underestimated. I made a post about sleep yesterday too, because it really is just so underrated, not only with like just your energy throughout the day, but your results in your fitness journey and just overall productivity, mental clarity, everything. And so, you know, the biggest thing is if you're working from home, if you're not taking care of your sleep, everything else is going to cycle with that. And like, eventually kind of just go to shit. Like it's a self-perpetuating cycle that goes in both directions. And when you're having poor sleep and sleep patterns and sleep habits, it's going to affect everything else and make it that much harder for you to um, get things done at work or in your fitness or in your results. And it also works in reverse. If you take care of your sleep, you're going to notice that everything gets exponentially easier. 
Yeah. I was going to say, I think that sleep is super underrated when it comes to your health and fitness. And we'll definitely do an entire podcast on that and how to have uh, healthy sleep habits. Yeah. But I think just in, in context of this conversation, like the biggest thing that I found makes a difference is like screen time close to bed. So, mm-hmm. you know, even if you are going to watch TV up to bedtime, because that's literally what I do right now. And it's a habit that I don't know if I'm necessarily willing to give up because it is like really good quality time that Aaron and I spend together. Uh, but what I always make sure I do is I wear my blue blocker glasses mm-hmm. and I do personally notice a difference in just the strain that I feel on my eyes. If I wear those when I'm um, finishing my work day and watching TV at the end of the day, compared to when I don't. Um, and yeah, just trying to create some kind of separation between work and, um, personal life in those after hours, like it's as easy as just putting the, you know, Slack settings on to pause notifications until tomorrow. Like there is a setting for that. And I'm sure Microsoft teams has it. I'm sure other, you know, work messaging platforms has it like use the settings put your phone on, do not disturb, put your notifications off and allow yourself to have that space and create that boundary because no one's going to do it for you. You know, you're your own worst enemy and your own, you know, best helper in this situation. No one's going to set those alarms for you. No one's going to set those boundaries for you. Um, But if you want to have a better work from home uh, life, you have to set those lines for yourself. Yeah. And like that might take a few, like setting off those boundaries in your calendar and having people schedule meetings and reply back and be like, Hey, I'm sorry, but I'm not available during this time. So kind of like advocating and sticking up for yourself. Um, and I mean, it's so funny because like, even when I was working in the schools and I think it's really funny because we had this one person, she was hilarious. It was literally 12 to one every single day she took her lunch. Like she would, it would be 12 o'clock and you'd see her running out of the school because she knew if she didn't do that, she would have people like, you know, Gabby, her name is Gabby. Gabby, can you do this? Gabby, 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 we need Gabby calling her office. And she would be like, Nope. And she would leave and she would come back at one o'clock on the dot, but she made sure she took her hour lunch every single day. And you just knew like you couldn't get a hold of her during that time because she was on her lunch. And then you'd have other people where they were just kind of like, they were pushovers in a sense, not to say that you are, if you can't set boundaries, but they would just, they end up not taking lunches at all because they were making themselves constantly available to the point where everyone kind of knew that was a thing. And so you could always ask them to do something. And then Gabby, she would always get her lunch because she made that like clear that like, Nope, this is my boundary. This is what I do. So kind of almost like reestablishing yourself and like, kind of at like advocating for yourself and letting people know like, Nope, this is my time. Or like, Nope, this is when my day ends. Like, and of course there are going to be like certain projects or you have certain deadlines and maybe that's just not feasible. Um, but for like the majority of the time, just trying to advocate for yourself and do that. Yeah. 
Um, that's great. And I also, I have two things to say about that. You know, number one, it's never too late to reestablish those boundaries. Mm-hmm. Just make a statement the next time somebody tries to overstep them and be like, Hey, I know I haven't prioritized this in the past. And I know that I haven't demanded respect for this, but this is uh, a line that I don't want to be crossed. And I hope that you can respect that. This is a boundary that I aim to, um, uphold moving forward. And the thing about that is when you say something like that out loud, it not only makes the person on the other end step back and be like, Oh my God, yeah, good for you. Like set your work-life boundaries, but also you now have to uphold that for yourself. Because if you go Mm -hmm. back on what you just said, like, that's a problem. And like, then no one else is going to respect it. Right. You have to respect it first before other people respect it for you. And then I also wanted to throw in one little tip that I actually tell, like, my coaches and my salespeople, um, about call availability. So mm-hmm. a lot of times when you're scheduling calls, you know, you're going to go back and forth with someone and be like, Oh, does this time work? Does that work time work or whatever? And a lot of times what we'll have is like a client or like a prospective client will be like, Oh yeah, I could do, um, noon on Thursday. And it's not one of the times we suggested it's not a time on our calendar and it's completely outside of our boundaries. Let's say it's just a time that we cannot do, a lot of times people's gut instinct is to try to make the time that someone suggested work. But what they don't realize is when somebody suggests a time, they're suggesting the time that is most convenient for them, but not the only time that's convenient for them. And so you can respectfully say, I don't have that time available. Do you have this, this, or this instead? And they can come back to you and say, actually, yeah, one of those works or no, like, here's my other availability. What do you have? Right. And so then it becomes a teamwork thing where you're working together to find a time rather than you bending over backwards to fit someone else's schedule. And I've made that mistake before in the past, which is why I teach people on my team about it, because they always feel like, oh no, she said she could do this time. We don't have that time on the calendar. Like, what do we do? Can you make that time available? And I'll always be like, I can't make that time available, make her find another one. Like (laughs) at the end of the day, like we can't spend our whole life and our whole work life bending over backwards to fit other people's schedules. And, you know, there's a one-off circumstance here and there where like, maybe there's somebody that I really need to talk to. And it's the only time that week and it's urgent and I have to do it. Yeah. Okay. There's a one-off here and there, but like really, really making sure that you're not making that a pattern and a trend. Yeah. I think that's a really, really great thing to end on as well. It's just kind of like advocating for yourself and setting boundaries and trying not to let other people necessarily bully or just like how to approach rescheduling and not coming off of it as like thinking that you're being difficult if you are suggesting another time or trying to figure out a new boundary. So I think that's really good. And and just kind of at the end of the day, just advocating for yourself, your health and your fitness. Yeah. In your work environment, whether that's work from home or in the office, And at home too, like with the boundaries that you need to set between work and life and, you know, your life and your bedtime, for example, like if someone's trying to push you to stay up later, happens to me all the time, (laughs) stand by the bedtime you need to have a productive day the next day. Right. Mm -hmm. So advocate for yourself in, in all of those areas. Yeah. So Uh, guys, if you're working from home, we hope that you enjoy this episode. And if you haven't already make sure you're subscribed to the podcast, you can find both of us on Instagram. You can find me at Chrissy Lynn fit and Marissa is at Marissa Roy fitness. Thank you guys so much for listening. And we hope to see you back next week.
Thank you so much for listening to the Barbell Lifestyle Podcast, and we hope you enjoyed this episode and learned something from it. Please remember that Christina and I are not medical professionals, so if you're going to make any changes to your exercise or nutrition routines, please consult with your doctor or medical team first. Finally, we would love you even more than we already do if you took the time to leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Ratings and reviews are how this podcast moves up the ranks and becomes accessible to even more people. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next Tuesday here at the Barbell Lifestyle Podcast.